It's now time for Mike Adams 2.0 on ESPN Radio 1017 The Team. Mike will get you into the ring with the latest boxing and MMA info, the Lobos, and much more. Now, now, here's Mike Adams 2.0. Good morning, sports fans. Mike Adams 2.0, ESPN Radio 101.7, the team. Happy holidays. I'm excited. Today it's the Aggies and the Fresno State Bulldogs. I'll be over there watching the greatest letter New Mexico Bowl. And I also want to I also want to mention this right off the top. The Raiders score 63 points on Thursday and a week prior scores 0. I'm confused. Now, if the Raiders are that good going into week 15 with no playoff hopes and I'm a Raider fan, do I have something to look forward to? Is this like a Christmas gift for Raider fan? A holiday gift? For the Raider fan, we're going to put 63 points on the Chargers, but can't score against the Vikings. Now, for Raider fan, what does this mean? Do we get a new coach? Do we stay with the coach? For Raider fan, does does O'Donnell become our permanent quarterback? A lot of questions in Raiderland and Chargers who had hopes to possibly knock on the door of a Super Bowl, at least an AFC championship game. Not only get rid of their coach, but they get rid of their GM. Tonight, it's Colby Covington. Michael Frankel's live in Las Vegas, Nevada, as he's covering that fight. And we'll talk to him next week about all that action. Now, there's a lot of subject matter I want to get to, and where do I start, right? Do we start in the NBA, where the Lakers hoisted the trophy, which I predicted right here, for the in-tournament game? And not only did they host a trophy... But a banner. Now, how do you feel about that? I'm okay with it. If they're going to continuously do this every year and you want prestige behind it, why can't you hang a banner on top? I want to get to Giannis. He scores 64 points and wants the game ball. And a guy who just got into the league makes his first bucket, hits two points. Now, my question is this. If you're the home team and you're the Milwaukee Bucks, don't you have, isn't those your basketballs? Like, who determines who gives a game ball out? Is it for breaking the franchise record of points scored in a game? Here you go, Giannis. Here's the basketball. Like, who's in charge of the footballs if you have four TDs and one of the players wants to keep the football? I want to know who's in charge of the equipment. And then who decides who gets that game ball? And is there a game ball given after every single game? I guess those are the two questions I have. And not only that, the kid who's never played in the NBA scores his first bucket. That's a big to-do. I mean, you'd probably want to keep that basketball. If I scored a franchise-high record of 64 points, I mean, that's a monumental game where you're going to want to keep that basketball. And don't get me wrong, I've been to many NBA games. On On a ball rack, isn't there like eight balls? So which one do you decide who gets what? And they don't use the same ball throughout the whole four quarters, or do they? Does that ball get switched out? So there's a lot of questions to be asked before we can have an answer. Who deserved the ball that night? Giannis is 64. I mean, you could get another basketball off that first two you scored. You could write the date on it. First, first bucket in Milwaukee. And then have sign it. 
doesn't have to be the actual ball that went through the net and then you keep it, or does it? I guess that's the question. Let's continue. Draymond Green suspended indefinitely. And that punch in the Suns game, punch, back fist, spinning back fist, whatever you want to call it, unbelievable. It's unbelievable. I like Cell behind the glass. He played a lot of Mortal Kombat in his younger days. But the spinning back fist. And then to say it was just, you were just trying to, you know, you felt like he was tugging on you or whatever he said. I don't want to misquote anybody. But to do that's uncalled for. And there's a lot of uh, questionable things about hitting players when they least expect it. Or choking out Rudy Gobert. Not just getting him in a, in, in a hold. I, I get you want to protect Clay Thompson, but then you keep that chokehold on him until what? He taps out? This is basketball. I mean, I get you're trying to be the enforcer. You're trying to be the foundation for that team. No one's going to come down the lane. Whatever, but, but you're holding next till you're ready to choke somebody out. You're doing spinning back fists that could possibly get you into the PFL or maybe on the contender series. I don't understand how it got that far. So they suspend him indefinitely. It will hurt the Warriors tremendously. But I think there's something bigger here. When you punch your teammate the way you punched him, going back to Jordan Poole, that was brutal. You're looking to knock some teeth out in that punch. Like, I get it. You're not going to get along with your teammate. When I played, I didn't always get along with my teammates. But I didn't think I was trying to take him out with a full punch where they would have to go to the dentist for a few hours. There's always going to be banter, but when does banter become over the top? And in this case, it was over the top. This isn't, you know, everybody always brings up, oh, the 80s. Yeah, the 80s were rough. I mean, when you think about Kevin McHale clotheslining Kurt Rambis, and they call it a personal foul... There wasn't even a technical on a clothesline. But that was the 80s. And this is way different now. Let's continue in sports. Florida State should have been in. Let me repeat. Florida State should have been in. Power 5, ACC, how are they left out? And what does the Power 5 mean now? It should be the Power 4. Well, you can't have the Power 4 with a Pac-12 team in. Right, Because Washington's representing the Pac-12. The Big Ten is Michigan. You have Texas that's going to be in the SEC that won the Big 12 championship. And, of course, Alabama who won the SEC. But let me tell you how smart Alabama is. There's probably... When you talk about coaches, Saban's always going to be in the conversation. So what does he do? He goes and hires a guy who was on the University of Michigan staff. (laughs) who's no longer on the staff, hired him this week. Brilliant move. See, Saban is going to win. I like Alabama to win this whole thing. I think it's going to be Alabama-Texas. I I could be wrong. I'd like to see Michigan win one for Harbaugh. Chargers job just opened up. Is Jim Harbaugh's name up for the Chargers job? Have the Raiders found something permanent? A lot of options for Harbaugh. If I'm Michigan, I want him back. But if you don't, you don't. Let's get to the transfer portal. I'm always curious 
how you can pass for 3,500 yards, be on, a, be on a team that's top five for 12 weeks, and you transfer. And that's what's happening in this transfer portal. And I'm wondering, if I think back, I guess if, if a team, if a Power 5 team needs a, needs a player, okay, a quarterback, and maybe the NIL money's better at that school. That's, that's all I could guess. If you're the starting quarterback of a Power 5 and throw for 3,000 yards, why would you want to transfer other than it's a better opportunity on NIL or you just want to change the scenery? I mean, there's a lot of options there. And I'm happy to see in this transfer portal, because I'm a big Deion Sanders, call him primetime, fan. And they're telling me he's loaded up with an offensive line, some number one recruits. Colorado's coming next year, and I'm rooting for him. Congratulations to Bronco Mendenhall, the brand-new coach of the University of New Mexico Lobos. Best of luck to you, coach. I know UNM is hungry. Danny Gonzalez, good guy, man. Good guy. Loves the city of Albuquerque. And just a few few plays away from going 500. But Bronco Mendenhall, welcome to the city. I know UNM's excited. It's going to be good. We get back to, you know, 6-6, six and 7-4. Six, and four. Start there. Start there. And we have to support the coach like we should have supported Danny more by going to the games. Like the fans must go to the games. Think about if you're a player, you've been recruited. That's a big part of the atmosphere. Saturdays, right? Saturdays should be Lobo Day. Right, Sal? When it comes to football. And if you play on a Thursday night, then Thursday should be the day. Let's get to scheduling, because I'm confused sometimes when I see a college football game on a Wednesday night. And then I see them on a Thursday night. I can go through the television and not know what game is on on a Tuesday and Wednesday night unless I check the TV guide. Wait a minute, Cell. Is the TV guide still available in all supermarkets with the crossword puzzle in the back? And then if you remember, if you drew the turtle, you could win 50 bucks. And then it would tell you, Channel 13, uh, is, you're going to watch this program. And on Channel 4, you is the TV guide still available? That's a question I have today. And I would like the answer. The TV guide was so underrated. But maybe because there's so many channels that are picking up so many types of programming, you would have to have... The, the, the TV guide would look like the Webster's Dictionary. That's how many pages there would be, Sal. If you had to find a program, there might be 25 pages that you'd have to go through just to see what's on in one night. Let's continue. Boxing's on the horizon. Anthony Joshua, Deontay Wilder looks like they're going to fight. Cell just confirmed. You can still buy a TV guide, Cell? $4.99? It went up. From 79 cents the last time I saw a TV guy. But inflation, sell inflation. Let's continue. 
I want to talk about basketball, college basketball. And the Arizona Wildcats, if you haven't seen them play yet, best collegiate team in America right now. I'm really liking what I'm seeing out of the University of New Mexico Lobos. Playing extremely well, that big victory over New Mexico State. I know they play, I'm talking about a week ago. A week ago. They go down to play in Aggieland yesterday. But I'm really liking what I'm seeing out of these Lobos. When's the last time the Lobos beat the Aggies by over 30 points? In the pit. Big win. Big, big win. Let's continue. High school sports. A lot of tournaments this weekend. Rooting for Marco City Baca over at Albuquerque Academy as he's playing extremely well over there. Volcano Vista looks incredibly well. A lot of great players in the city to watch. But it's always good when we have basketball season. Great football season. Congratulations to the La Cueva Bears. Unbelievable win. But it's always good when it's basketball season. Let's continue. Don't forget to go to Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts. Also, if you're on the Instagram, at MikeAdams2.0. Now, let's get to baseball. Otani. They said it came down possibly to the Giants and the Dodgers. And it's the biggest contract of all of sports. $700 million over 10. That would be $70 million a year. He deferred 68 of it. So you have this roster of Freddie Freeman, Mookie Betts, now Tani. Like, shouldn't that guarantee a World Series ring? Like, no matter what, when you spend that type of money, shouldn't it equate to a World Series ring? And then you scratch your head and you said, the Texas Rangers did it on way less money. But if anything, L.A. and New York try to get the stars, which they do. And that's exciting. Now, going back to these 63 points, because that's not, that's not what I'm used to. 63 points in a game in the NFL tells me, how does that happen? This is the second time this year that the, I think the Dolphins put up 60. And now they put up 60. I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm definitely confused. Don't forget tonight, Covington and Edwards. Micah Frankel out there covering all that action. He'll have it all back to us next week. And how about Wembayamba? Have you been following him? I'm all over the board today, but I feel like I got a lot to say. Wembayamba, the Spurs haven't looked good at all, but he's getting better. And as he's getting better, it's good for the league. Because LeBron's going to have to pass that torch. Right? Jordan passed it to Kobe. Kobe passed it to LeBron. LeBron has to pass it to somebody. And this could be the guy. I wanted to give you a little bit of all sports in this first segment. You're listening to ESPN Radio. 101.7, the team. Let's get back to Mike Adams 2.0 on ESPN Radio 1017, the team. Welcome back. 
Mike Adams 2.0 ESPN Radio 101.7 The Team. And you know, it's that holiday season. And I ask myself, self, what are my top all-time holiday songs? And I had called a couple of buddies of mine to see if they could come in acoustic. And I'm hoping next week, Sal, behind the glass, I'm hoping next week they come in and sing not only my favorite holiday tunes, but maybe yours. So I started to think about it, right? Everybody, once it gets to Christmas season, it seems like everybody knows Mariah Carey and All I Want for Christmas, right? Like, that's a great song. Like, if you're having eggnog, if you're having some tamales, it always seems that that song is played wherever I'm at, right? Because they have the holiday tunes going. You know what a music fan I am. And then I'm thinking, okay... If I do something at my house, what am I going to put for people to hear? So I started to think about this, and I said, well, I would start with, no matter what, Feliz Navidad by Jose Feliciano. Like, you have to play that song during the holiday season. Incredible guitarist. Incredible vocalist. And one of my favorite songs of all time, to be honest with you. So that has to go into the Christmas list, the holiday list, if you come over and have a tamale. Or if you have an eggnog, or if you have a hot cocoa. Like, what are those holiday treats that you most appreciate, right? For me, it's pozole, right? Little red chili on top, cilantro. But let's get back to the Christmas list. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. But by who? Because this has been done by so many people. Like, who do you pick? And no matter who you pick for that song, it's going to resonate if you're having people over for some cookies. A lot of biscochitos being made right now. And I can't wait to get a dozen. But what about Last Christmas by Wham? See, I'm, I'm going all over the board. See, if you come over, you're, you're, you're not just going to want to hear the classics like Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. I'm, I wonder if they still play that during the holiday season. But that song is played in the mall, right? You'd, I guess you'd have to put it in there, but is there a newer version of it? Like, is there a... A version now that that is a little more up to date. Don't get me wrong. The classics are the classics. Now you have to put Blue Christmas by Elvis Presley in there. Like if you're hosting a holiday event and Blue Christmas is not played by Elvis Presley, I'm, I'm worried. I'm not worried in the sense of maybe you didn't think about it. I'm more worried about, it's Elvis Presley, the greatest maybe of all time. Now, you have to play Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree. Brenda Lee, I believe that song went to number one just now. Just, just now. But if you're having a good time, family's coming over, you're going to want to rock around the Christmas tree. Right? So is the list pretty good right now? I mean, is it pretty solid? And if you have a recommendation, go to at Mike Adams 2.0.
But let's con- let's continue. I think let it snow, let it snow. But there's only one guy I want to hear it from. Because that, that song has been made by so many people, I only want to hear it from Frank Sinatra. So think about my list so far. So far, so I don't want to go too far. Let It Snow by Frank Sinatra is a must. Rocking Around the Christmas Tree by Brenda Lee is a must. Blue Christmas, Elvis Presley, a must. Last Christmas by Wham, you, you, you know, you got to mix it up. And, of course, Jose Feliciano's Feliz Navidad. Okay, let's continue. I'm, gonna get, I'm just going to give you a few more. You have to play Jingle Bell Rock. Like, you have to. Like, can you imagine if Jingle Bell Rock was done, like, by, let's see. Let's say a Van Halen did Jingle Bell Rock. I, did Van Halen do Jingle Bell Rock? I never heard it if they did. But Jingle Bell Rock, sung by many, many people. You choose who you want to hear it from. But just because it's Jingle Bell Rock, right? Don't forget, just to mix it up a little bit, if the kids are there, you want to play Alvin and the Chipmunks, right? Don't they have a Christmas song, the Chipmunk song? Sal? Yeah. So if there's, you know, that would be a good song. For everybody. I mean... I think there was a cartoon. You got to have Holly Jolly Christmas on your list. So, like you can't not have It's a Holly Jolly Christmas. (laughs) I like the way you sang the chorus. You did very well. Now, Santa Claus is coming to town. Best rendition, Bruce Springsteen. Like you have to put in Springsteen's Santa Claus is coming to town. I'm going to leave it there. I mean, you can go many, many more. But I just, I don't think I need to go there. Or do I? Have yourself a very Merry Christmas. It's a great song, right? You know, the weather's been tricky. It's a beautiful day in Albuquerque, New Mexico. And it's funny because, you know, usually by now I've picked up about 25 bags of leaves. So I picked up 11 and then it was nice. Nothing would drop. And then I picked up four bags and nothing would drop. And then it would all drop another nine bags and then there's still leaves on the tree. That tells you the weather. Yesterday I wore two coats. One scarf, one pair of gloves, and a beanie. Today, I only wear one jacket. But that's the weather for you. And the weather tells me this. Whether you like it or not, enjoy the holidays. Try to find something good. Try to find something good. Eat good. Be good. Right? This is the year of giving. This is the season where we give, not receive. And if you receive something and it's bestowed upon you, what should you be? Grateful. Let's continue. I went holiday music, and I feel like I'm still in the holidays. And, you know, 
I wanted to ask this question. You know, about two years ago, I would get like 25, 27 holiday cards in the mail. And now I get like 25 or 27 holiday messages via text on the phone. Is the holiday card out? Is that like something of yesteryear? Because I get it. I'm I'm already receiving, hey, happy holidays to you and yours. And it used to be you'd go to the mailbox and you'd open up that card and it was thoughtful, handwritten. And I just don't see it anymore. You know, we can talk about the fascination of the iPhone or the Android, the fascination of Uber, because those are, those are all fascinating things. But I still enjoy getting a holiday card in the mail. Maybe I'm getting older now. I pick up my phone and then it say, happy holidays to you and yours. But it doesn't have like the ornaments or a picture of everybody with the dogs. You know, it doesn't have what we maybe took for granted? Is it because the stamps cost so much? And that you're already paying for your phone, just add a couple of holiday cards in there as well? I thought about that. Because, see, I, I wanted to make this the holiday segment. So for those of you who still send cards, thank you. It just, it, I don't know. I, I I don't know if it still means something to receive it in the mail. And it just says to you and yours. Like if you say to you and yours on a text message, I'm not, then I have to copy and paste to, to my yours. I'm just looking for tradition. That's all. A little snow doesn't have to be a lot. And if it doesn't snow, it's still okay, right? I don't know if you open gifts on Christmas Eve or on the day or however you celebrate and however you celebrate it. But keep tradition. Don't lose tradition. Whatever that may be. Guy called me up. He said, Mike, are you coming over? Right? I always go over the day before. And I said, what are you doing? He goes, well, I'm going to order out this year. I said, why? What happened to the pies you used to bake? Like, this is the year now where there are no pies are baked. You're going to go order out? Don't get me wrong. I'm gracious and grateful. But what's, what, what about the tradition of a nice cottage cheese pie, which I appreciate? You ever had that sell cottage cheese pie? It's an amazing dish. And and I'm happy because he said, you know what? You're right. Let's at least do a pie. Everything else is getting catered in. I said, thank you. Because it's the tradition of it. Right? Whether you were young and you drive to your grandma's house and you could smell the fresh chili. It meant something. And that's what I appreciate. 
about the holidays. Can can Madonna's look? So, a quick question that just came to me: Can Madonna's holiday, her song "Holiday," be considered a holiday song? Because she does say "Holiday," celebrate. I don't. I'm going to have to think about that one. I don't have all the lyrics in front of me. I don't know if it's considered a holiday song. If it is, play it at your holiday fiesta. Let's stay in the holiday category. Now, I've kind of thrown in a little samples of what you eat for the holiday season, right? And everybody's different. Could be a ham. Nice ham is always good. Right? Can't go wrong with ham. I think anything you eat is good. On that day, I think there's a little make, little extra touch on those food items, right? But the key is find what makes you happy and make it a happy holiday season. You're listening to Mike Adams 2.0 ESPN Radio 101.7, the team. Let's get back to Mike Adams 2.0 on ESPN Radio 1017, The Team. Welcome back, Mike Adams 2.0, ESPN Radio 101.7, The Team. Don't forget, today, the New Mexico State Aggies take on the Fresno State Bulldogs. This led a New Mexico ball. I'm excited. I'll be at the game. It'll be fun. Now, I was going to give you my third topic, and it was going to talk about what it takes to get to a certain level, right? But everybody's overwhelming me with these Christmas. They want me to stay holiday, Christmas, whatever you celebrate. Hol- they, they, Mike, continue with your holidays. And I said, are you sure? So let's stay in the holiday season. And what are those traditions that mean most to you? Because... Like I said, when you get a holiday card via text, it's not the same. I just said that in segment two. So I want to know, do you still put a letter out with cookies? Because that's a tradition for many. And I don't know how old you are or when you stopped thinking there wasn't a Santa Claus or if you always knew there wasn't a Santa Claus. Or you still think... That there is a Santa Claus. I mean, it's up to you what you want to believe. But how many people still put cookies out? And is it still a glass of milk? Or is it something else? And then here, here's the funny thing. Let's stick with this. There'd always be three cookies and one bitten. And I always wondered. I said, how come all three cookies weren't eaten? Like every time I sit down and there's cookies in front of me, whether there's one, three, or seven. And I'm talking, you know, the little cookies. I'm not talking those jumbo cookies. But I always ask myself, he only had time for half a cookie. Couldn't put the other two in his pocket. But he had a lot of houses to visit. And if there was cookies in every house, he would never need a cookie for a whole year. Think about that. You never have to go shopping for cookies. Now, 
I'm curious. I'm going to guess Biscochitos is the number one cookie baked for the holiday season. That's my guess. But I could be wrong. Like, I want to know what other cookies are baked during the holiday season. Now, you get those nice ones that look like a Christmas tree, and, you and, and you know, they frost them. But I don't know what that cookie's called. A decorative cookie? But how many people still bake cookies? When you're decorating your tree, does everybody partake in the ornaments? That's, that, that's a tradition. And do you still use tinsel? Now, let me just tell you, tinsel was a big thing in the 80s and 90s. And I never understood it. Because it would go all over the floor, all over the furniture, and then you'd have to clean it. Or in my case, have to pick it all up. And then it would stick to your fingers. And I said to myself, why is this sticking to my fingers, but it couldn't stick to the tree? Right? Let me pick up some more. But it didn't stick on the tree. Or maybe because everybody was bumping into the tree. I don't know. Now, the holiday lights. I have to ask. Like, I haven't put up holiday lights in probably eight years. And I used to be the guy on the roof, stringing it through the nail, a little to the left, a little to the right, get the remote control, and they would go different colors. And now, nothing. You know? So keep that. If you've had that tradition where you decorate your outside, continue it. Right? Because I always appreciate. I don't. There was a street, and I can't remember which one, and the house was incredible. Like, you'd have to drive by it one time, two times, three times, because it was spectacular over the top. It was playing songs. There was, like, an ice rink with characters in the ice rink, and you're like, no, like, you got to have not only time, but a creative way because it was pretty cool, man. I don't know if they're still doing that. But it would be interesting. The gingerbread house. Like, I enjoy a good gingerbread house. Now, can I make one? Absolutely not. And the thing is, if you're going to make the gingerbread house, put the gummy. I've, I'm thinking, well, you, for the rooftop, remember the gumdrops? Use gumdrops. Don't use the cinnamon, the cinnamon candy. You know the little cinnamon candy? Use the gumdrop. You want the house to be eaten. It can't be decorative for two weeks because then it's not edible. You'll chip a tooth on a gingerbread house. Excuse me, would you like to try the gingerbread house? There's a 50-50 chance you might go to the dentist. So if you build a gingerbread house, get a nice cup of coffee, pick off the house and, and put it in some coffee, million bucks. But if you build it so everybody can see it, but your aunt doesn't come for another seven days, I'm going to guess one out of four dentists agree. I can't speak for the dentists. 
I can't speak for him, nor am I. But if I polled four dentists and they said, if you eat a gingerbread house one month later because it was decorative, is there the possibility of a chip tooth or a bicuspid? You like my dentist talk? I just need to know. I need to know. Wait a minute. But Mark Anthony would be great in the holiday tunes. So I'm having a good time with this if you haven't noticed. Let's continue. And go to the Instagram at Mike Adams 2.0. If you still make gingerbread houses. All I can say is this. How many people have gone to an artificial tree? And every year, we would go to these places on the, you know, pick out a tree. All the pine needles would be everywhere. (laughs) Sap on your fingers. You'd have to wear some work gloves to put it up. Then you'd get the stand, right? And you'd be screwing it like this. And it was always leaning to one side. And then you'd tell everybody else, please hold it in the middle, please. And it took about an hour and a half to get it right. And then by the time you swept the pine needles, strung the lights and put the tinsel. And back then, the more tinsel, I think, was the better. Like people, I'd walk in on, and, and the tinsel, I didn't even know it was a tree. It just looked silver. But the artificial tree, I'd be curious to see if we took percentages, how many people have an artificial tree to a real tree right now? And you do have to have a permit to cut down your own tree. For those of you who just get a permit. But those are some small traditions. I'm sure there's a lot more, right? There's probably tons and tons of them. Do you still, which I think is the most interesting one, so, and I saved it for last. I want to know who came up with the ugly sweater. Like, like, hey, we're going to go to an ugly sweater party. Like, I know, I get it, I guess. But I, if you have a nice sweater, wear it. But how did the ugly sweater come up to be so popular? And then you got people going to a party trying to outdo the ugliness of the sweater. I want to know that, Sal. When you get a chance, it doesn't have to be today. But I want to know when this ugly sweater tradition came up. Because if it's cold, I want a warm sweater. And I've seen a couple ugly sweaters that, to me, they're not ugly. They're fashionable. It just depends what you want to wear, right? And, and, and sometimes they think it's an ugly sweater, but somebody might have worn that in the 80s and got a lot of compliments. Like, hey, man, nice sweater. And then in 2022, hey, man, not a nice sweater. If it's cold outside, wear a scarf. So what a fun time today with the holiday, with the holiday segments. I wanted to get into a lot of different things. I think we did.
I want to thank Sal behind the glass. Does a fantastic job. Sal, can you imagine? What are we going on? Three years together? Unbelievable. I want to thank Joe O'Neill, the president. Next week, I'm hoping to have some unbelievable acoustic music. That's my goal. Two bands have said they were coming in, and now they got gigs. Take the gig. I want to thank Alyssa Ryan Preston, John Michael, you the listener. Happy holidays. Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, at Mike Adams 2.0, ESPN Radio 101.7, the team. Thanks for joining us for Mike Adams 2.0. Join us again next Saturday, 9 to 10, on your New Mexico-owned and operated station, ESPN Radio 101.7, the team.